fam. Welcome back to the World That's Good podcast. I am so stoked for this Wednesday because we have the most special guests maybe that we've ever had. Should I say that? I've had my husband on here and my mom, but this girl is a rock star and I love her. We happen to share a room for pretty much our whole life until I got married. We have Bella Rob, my sister, on the podcast. Welcome, V. Hello, hello. Uh, y'all, it was like pulling teeth to get this girl on the podcast. We've had some big names on the podcast, but Bella Rob was one of the hardest to get. I had to call her assistant. I'm just kidding. She doesn't have an assistant, but I'm so thrilled that we finally have Bella on the podcast. Bella, we're going to ask you the same question. I say we. Who's we? It's me. I'm going to ask you the same question I ask everybody. What's the best piece of advice you have ever been given? The best piece of advice I've ever been given is a quote by Billy Graham. My friend told me it this past summer, and it changed everything about the way I live, about the way I do relationships, and about the way I love people. It says, it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict, God's job to judge, and it's only our job to love. Let's go. I remember her telling me that, and ever since that day, I've never done relationships the same. I've just learned, like, it's really not my job to convict people. It's not my job to judge people. It's just my job to love them, so... I just have to meet them where they're at. Let's go. Y'all, 17 years old, just dropped the bomb. Yes, it was from Billy Graham, but even the fact that you're listening to Billy Graham or take notes from Billy Graham is huge. He's honestly one of my favorite, like, preachers of all time because he just says it how he is. But that's such good advice, Bella. And that's hard because a lot of times we like to step into that role of convicting or judging, but it's just our job to love. That's like our greatest commitment. So I love that. Bella, everybody learns so much about you. In fact, this week, Bella graduated high school a year early, so she worked her butt off. And in our little graduation speech that my parents did, it was so much about how everybody learns so much from you. And you're only 17. And so where do you feel like that wisdom beyond your years comes from? I think from my mom. Obviously, our mom's the best. She's so great. She's so wise. And I think that she's really taught me just like, to be a quick learner and to like learn first and learn fast. And like, I think that that's really helped me in life and like really been a turning point for me. Like when she taught me like learn first and learn fast after that day, like ever since then I've just picked on whatever she says, like whatever she says I pick up on and I learn it and I want to be like her. And I think that she's so wise and me wanting to be like her has made me. That's so true. Okay. That's so crazy because you don't know this, but I just interviewed mom for something else. And I asked her what's her passion behind like teaching a younger generation. And she said, I'm a learner and I want to teach people that. And so the fact that you do is so cool and you are so much like her. That's awesome. Yeah. A cool fact about you that probably most people don't know. I mean, they might know from following you on Instagram. Uh, By the way, coolest Instagram ever. I've always been inspired. Uh, I'm always like one trend behind you on Instagram. (laughs) But she writes poetry and she's done this for a long time and it's really good. It's not just like the 13-year-old girl who writes poetry like I did and then it was like, don't show anybody that. That's embarrassing. (laughs) Like Bella's is like good. It's gold. And one day she wrote this poem about I am a lion finding its roar. And mm-hmm. it was so powerful. And I just want you to tell them about the poem. If you remember it, say it. If you don't, you don't have to. But just where that comes from, because I think that there is so much good advice within those words. 
Yeah, it's funny. I've written so much poetry since that day that it's like, that seems so little to me now, but it really was a big part of my life at the time. But at the time, I was probably 14 or 15. I think I was in eighth grade. I was in an English class, and my teacher told me to write a poem about an animal and relate it to life. And I wrote this poem that said, I'm a lion finding its roar. I was once a shadow, but now I'm much more. I will no longer be silent. I will no longer be still. I'm a lion who's finding their roar. And that really came from, like, being not— I would say being in the shadow of Sadie, which was like something that really wasn't there but seemed there, I guess. It wasn't something that was like actually my life but or my story, but it felt like it at the time. And Sadie had just finished Dance with the Stars and was just like killing it, rocking and rolling, moved to Nashville. And everyone started saying like, oh, you look just like Sadie. Y'all look so much alike. And I was just like, okay, like, who am I? Like, mm-hmm. who am I, though? Like. Me and Sadie, yes, we look so much alike and, like, yes, we're sisters, but, like, we are so different. And, like, who am I in that? And, like, how do I grow into who I am without being Sadie, you Mm -hmm. know? And, like, everyone wanted me to do the same thing. And, like, I felt pressure to, like, go on and do this as far as be all this and move to Nashville. But really, like, who was I? And so I wrote that poem about finding a roar and like finding my own self and not living in that shadow anymore, mm-hmm. but coming out of that and finding who I was. And honestly, like poetry for me has been something that like, even if I don't know what I'm thinking, like I can sit down and write and by the end mm-hmm. of it, I'll know exactly where I'm at. Yeah, I can sit there and be all, I can be sad or I can be happy about something, but not really know what it is. Just be like low or something. And I can start mm-hmm. writing it on by the end of it. I can pinpoint exactly where I'm mm-hmm. at and what I'm thinking. And that for me was kind of that poem. Like, I didn't really know that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know that was the feeling I was feeling. I didn't know that I was struggling with comparison or with living in the shadow. And then I wrote that mm-hmm. poem and I was like, wow, this is so true. Like, I would need to find my own roar. Mm-hmm. And once I could get it out there, then I could actually work on yeah. it and I could actually do it. Y'all. I'm telling you, 14, she wrote that. And 17, she's pouring that out. And I'm so thankful, Bella, that you write and that you share and that you're vulnerable and real because it frees us to have the relationship that we do have. Because a lot of people take that little ounce of comparison and they run away from the person. And you took it and you did something with it and we continue to run to each other. And it saved our friendship, our sisterhood. And it's so cool, y'all. God's so intentional. Like he knew when he put us in the right family, like to be sisters. Let's just talk Enneagram for a minute because (laughs) I think this is like so true to just God setting our personalities perfectly to be sisters in the role that we're at. I'm a six, which is like the loyalist. I'll be Bella's homegirl till the end. (laughs) We shared a bed forever. Like we're together. (laughs) But Bella, do you want to tell them what you are? Yeah, I'm a four. So the individualist, which which might not be shocking to you after her poetry. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a four, but I always test two, but I am a four. And I've had some identity crisis in my life. I'm not a four, I'm a one, or I'm not a four, I'm a nine, but I am. Which is very four of you. Yeah. Um, But I say that to say that, you know, God knows who he's putting in a family a lot of times. And she's a four and the individualist, and I'm a six, the loyalist. And, you know, we've gone through a lot together and our family's gone through a lot, but we continue to be loyal. And Bella individually has just been a rock in our family. Like she's just been a friend to everyone. Everyone loves Bella equally. I mean, she might be everybody's favorite sibling. 
Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess and Honey is so into painting right now. And painting with a three-year-old, yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash sadie rob summer that's 20 percent off your summer adventure at kiwico k-i-w-i-c-o dot com slash sadie rob summer Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestsellers, new releases, memoirs, mysteries, and thrillers, business, and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just now on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 
slash woe or just text woe to 500-500. That's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash woe or text woe to 500-500 to try audible for free for 30 days. And I'm okay with that because she's mine too. No offense, everybody else. But no, she's the best. But I think one of the things that everybody is drawn to by you and kind of amazed by you is your confidence. Mom talks about that. You were confident since you were born. Like you just were. I remember whenever she was little, I used to uh, tell her to go do stuff for me. I'd be like, uh, Bella, go get me water. Bella, go do this. Because like she's five years younger than me. And one day she so brutally messed up her R's and said, I am not your servant. I'm not a servant, okay? And then she said, I'm a girl and I'm out of this world. And she like (laughs) sassily stormed off. She's just confident. She's not going to let you run over her. And that's something that so many 17-year-old girls struggle with. Like, and and then so on and so on. People 40 struggle with their confidence. I'm 22 and there are times where I struggle with my confidence. And I know you struggle too. You're not perfect. But what would you say and just some advice to give with somebody who's like, how do you find confidence? Yeah. Something that I always hear is like, you don't just wake up one day and look at yourself and say, I'm beautiful and think that and believe it, but you have to choose it. And I hear that a lot. And for me, that really hasn't always been the case. Like, like you said, like, I really have been confident in a sense since the day I was born. But I think something that I've realized is like, I really do trust God and Mm -hmm. I really do believe his ways are best. And like, if I believe that, then Mm -hmm. how like can I look at myself and say, like, this isn't who Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be or this isn't what I'm supposed to look like? Because, like, if I really do believe I'm made in the image of God and if I really do believe that God's plans are perfect and that God makes perfect things and God makes things how He wants them, then how could I look at myself and want to change that? Yeah, And that's kind of what really changed it for me. Like, I do struggle, and, like, I did struggle a lot when I first got into high school. But I really had to sit down and be like, okay, God, like, I believe. Like, if I'm going to sit here and believe that you're going to— make my life how you want if if I'm gonna sit here and trust your will then how can I not trust that your will was still the same perfect will when you made me you know that really kind of has been like a rock for me like okay like even if some days I wake up and I'm like I don't really feel beautiful and I want to put on makeup and I want to change how I look okay but God like really did make me in his image and really did make me perfect and like in his eyes and like if Mm -hmm. this is how it was supposed to be then this is how I'm supposed to look and like I don't want to mess with God or I don't want to like change what God made. If he made me like this, he made me like this for That's a reason. So and I don't want to, I don't even want to offend God by him. Like thinking that mm-hmm. I think I'm not beautiful in his eyes or I think that his creation isn't yeah. perfect. You know, That's so good. I love that. Bella. You're so spot on. And that's kind of how it was for me too. You know, I had this moment where I had to like sit down with the Lord and wrestle to find my confidence. I think confidence for most people, like, it's the easiest thing to fake for a lot of people. And so people see it and they're like, oh, yeah, I want to be confident because people make confidence all about appearance or accolades or success. And it's just not where confidence is found. It's the easiest thing to fake and the hardest thing to really obtain. But when you find it in the Lord and you sit down, and you kind of go through that wrestle of like, this is what I'm insecure about. But God, this is what your word says. Like, that's when you have true confidence that is unshakable. Like you can go through any season of life and you're like, hey, I have confidence, not in what I look like, not in my successes, not in my thing that everybody else sees, but on the inside of me. And you have that so beautifully. I've seen you go through 
times where like you won't wear makeup or brush your hair or get ready and mom it kind of drives mom crazy but you're like girl I'm confident like yeah, the Lord's working say, on me yeah I was about to say like something I like you really have to sit down and say is like okay what is beauty you know yeah and, like, what really is beauty and, that's like, good some one of my favorite stories with mom is like mom does like it bothers me when I do not like get mad. And I know it bothers her too. So I kind of push her with it too. But I like never really wear makeup that much. I don't really brush my hair that much. And when we were fasting as a church, I decided to fast makeup, which is funny that I fast that because I don't really wear it ever anyway. So it's funny that I would do that. But I do wear on days when I don't feel like I look as great or I'd feel like yeah. less confident. And that was my point of fasting it. Like, okay, like on the days when I do feel like I need it, like I really don't and I need to surrender that. Yeah. And so I remember one day it was like almost the last day and I had not told anyone I was fasting that I just did it. And then I said, mom, it's crazy. I'm almost 21 days without makeup. And she goes, Oh, I'm so glad you said that because I was getting worried about you. She came and I talked said, to me. Mom. And I was like, what? And I looked at her and I said, and I love my mom and I love her so much. But I said, Mom, that is not right. I was like, if you think that I need makeup to be beautiful, then you are not right. And she does not think that. And she does not think that at all. But it was a funny conversation to have. And after that, I really thought about it. Like, okay, like, what do I believe about it? You know, yeah. and that, that was a good thing. For me to have like a check like okay do i really yeah what do i really think so is, good you know? and for the record my mom really does not care at all mm-hmm. what we look like she but does. she is one to be like all right let's like pick ourselves up put ourselves together you know just to like succeed in the day go on about life it's not really about wearing makeup it's just about like getting ready yeah. and she was like Bella hasn't gotten ready in like two weeks. <laughs> I'm like, I think she's like working on her confidence. But that's the thing, guys. Like if you're a girl out there and you struggle and like surrender the things that are your like safety net, like I'm confident yeah. because of this. And if it's anything about your outward appearance or something that was fleeting or will fail, like get rid of it for a little bit and like find confidence on in your heart. All right, Bella, one thing I want to ask you about is your friendship with Kaylee because Kaylee is Bella's best friend and she is a rock star. Some of you may know Kaylee because she does worship for me a lot of times when I do devos on LO fam or LO sister now. But you guys have the funniest <laughs> sayings. Y'all are a camp cabin walking on wheels. Like, it's hilarious. Uh, give us some of your, you and Kaylee's sayings because I think that those in themselves should be like, whoa, that's good pieces of advice. Oh my goodness. Me and Kaylee or something. But one thing me and Kaylee always say is you get chapped, you get up, you get better. It's like you get beat down, you get raw, you get exposed. But but after that, you got to get up and you got to get better. And like we say all the time, get <laughs> and chapped, it, it's get it's funny. Up, get better. They say all these and they have scripture to back it. But that one was oh, yeah. a Proverbs. Yeah, the righteous man falls seven times, but they get back up. And we, that's what we say. You get chapped, you get up, you get better. <laughs> and then another one we say is, so me and Kaylee started a ministry here in Western Ohio. It's it's a women's ministry, women's gatherings seasonally. And when we started it, we made a rule book of I love it. all the things that we were going to keep each other accountable of and we were going to keep in our friendship and in our business relationship, I guess. And we created a little motto. We say, we're cultivated LA. We are go-getters with a yes in our spirit. 
we will stay teachable, humble, and servant-hearted. And we say that all the time. We'll no. stay teachable, humble, and servant-hearted. The best thing truly is when you and Kaylee do it at the same time. It's and it's funny. like, we are Cultivate LA. And we will stay teachable. Yeah. It's the best thing ever. But I love it because, you know, a lot of times when you go into camp or you go into a new job or whatever, they have these like motivational sayings or taglines or mission statements. And it's important that they have mission statements because it sets the tone of what the business or what the camp or what the place would do. Well, Kaylee and Bella and their friendship, they have essentially a mission statement. And it's so cool because you see it come out of their life. Like Live Original for my team, we have a mission statement. One of the things that we do is we always try to remind each other of the original person that they are, that God created, and we try to be better sisters and friends. So sisters and friends has become our thing. We're like, are we being better sisters and friends? And that really carries everything that we do. And that's the base of everything that we do. And so for y'all, everything that you do is humble, servant-hearted. And it's really cool to see that. And so I just wanted to share that with people because I think, you know, friendships, a lot of the times people have hard times with friendships. And guess what? Hard times are going to come with friendships because they're your friend and life's hard sometimes. But when you have a mission statement or you have intentionality behind a friendship and it's built on something bigger than yourself, it's built on what God's done in y'all's life, what God's doing through y'all, then you create an unshakable bond. And I've seen that for you and Kaylee. Yeah, it's also, it's a great reminder, like, Something we else we say is we always say space for grace. Like, give each other space for grace. Like, the second you start to think you're, like, judging someone mm-hmm. or you're, like, you're running out of patience for someone, we're like, hey, give them space for mm-hmm. grace. You would want the same space mm-hmm. for grace, wouldn't you? So I think it's just a great reminder, like, okay, space for grace mm-hmm. or get chapped, get up, get mm-hmm. better. Or, like, another thing we say is we say Motel 6. It's like, <laughs> leave the light on. Like, Motel, Motel 6. six. <laughs> Motel 6's motto is we'll leave the light on for you. And we say the same thing. We're like, Motel 6, leave the light on for them. Like, we're going to leave the light on all night. If you need me, like, at 2 a.m., I'm leaving the light on for you. I'm, I've never I'm a Motel that. 6 for you. I love that. Motel 6, <laughs> baby. Let's go. See, I'm telling you, so much comes out of them. It's hilarious, and it's so good. All right, let's see. I feel like there's so many things I could ask you. Let me just do a little behind the mic. Are we going to relationships? <laughs> You can. Okay. See, that's a sister and a friend. You got to ask a girl. Uh, Okay. So if you haven't seen Bella Rob's Instagram, there's a new boy in the picture. (laughs) Yeah, there is. All right. But we're not just going to talk the juice. You know, I'm not here to spill the tea, if you will. I'm just here to ask advice because a lot of people out there always want relationship advice. Trust me, you can read any DM on any Instagram account I have. Relationship (laughs) advice is the number one question that we get. But, you know, you and Jacob, I guess it's okay if I say his name, you did tag him. Y'all were friends before y'all started dating for a while. And I know a lot of people wrestle with just, and and not to mention that we're all just friends. You were single for a pretty good bit before you and Jacob started dating. People oftentimes ask me, how do you wait? Like, how do you wait? How how do you not get, like, impatient? And honestly, I'm curious, too, because I saw you be so patient with that. What's some advice you give to somebody just waiting? Hmm. Advice I would give to someone just waiting, I think, is that, like, people always say, like, the second you're not looking, you're going to find someone. And, like, as much as that's true, I think, like, really the saying should go, like, the second you start living your life. Yeah. Not for that sole purpose to find someone is the second you're going to find someone. And I think— Oh, that's good. (laughs) And I think that's kind of what happened for me. Like, it's funny because it's probably the fall of this past year, probably December— or November, I told Kaylee, I said, Kaylee, look, 
I need you to keep me accountable to this, okay? And I said, do not let me date anyone until I graduate. I said, I don't need to date anyone else. Like, I just need to be single. And, like, I am one of those people who, like, I never want to put a limit on anything. Like, I never, mm-hmm. not a limit on anything, but I don't want to ever, like, be like, I'm not dating for a year. Like, yeah. just because I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, close the door to things yeah, that could happen. Yeah, what if Prince Charming walks in yeah, six so, months later? That's my exact thoughts. <laughs> and so, I, like, have always said that, but I was like, I'm just saying this to you, though. I'm not going to tell everyone yeah. this because, obviously, it could change, but don't let me date until I graduate. I don't need to. She was like, okay. And then it was actually funny because Jacob actually told me he liked me wanted to be with me. Side the note, exact Jacob, day. Jacob is Kaylee's brother. Yes. But... He told me that the day I graduated, and wow. he had no clue about any of that. And I didn't even remember it. Kaylee reminded wow. me the next day. She was like, Bella, do you remember you told me don't let you date until you graduate? And this all was happening on the day you graduated. And I was like, oh, my goodness. That's, that's crazy. crazy. But what I realized is, like, I really did, like, during those, what, six months, like, I really did, like, live my life for God and for friendship and for True. my relationship with other women and my mm-hmm. relationship with girls and my relationship with mentorship and with discipleship. Mm-hmm. Like I lived my life for that and not to find someone or to be with someone. I didn't worry about that much. Yeah. I really was living my life for the sole purpose of God's will and for the sole purpose of getting God's word out there. And that was what I lived my life for the past six months. And I still will live my life for that. But it was funny because over these six months, I didn't even have to think about it. Like, yeah. that's just what I lived my life for. It's and awesome. then it all came, you know? It's awesome. And, yeah, I think too many times people say, like, don't look and you'll find someone. But it's really live your life and yeah. you'll find someone, you know? Like, they always say that quote, like, run, like, when you're running after God and, like, you just yeah. look over and you'll see it. And, like, that really is true. And I didn't realize it until I really realized, like, the essence of it is really just don't let that be your main focus yeah, every day. Yeah, true. That's true. That's so good. What a word. Y'all, that's so true. What she said, like, don't look, just live. Because it's almost like, you know, whenever somebody's like, uh, don't touch me. And you're like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Because like, when you're not supposed to touch that person, that's the only thing you can think about is like mm-hmm. annoying them and touching them. It's like, when you say don't look, a lot of times you're like so distracted at the fact that you're trying not to look that your, yeah. your mind's still consume. But when you just surrender that and just start living out the life God's called you to, you're so free. You're not thinking about anything. Next thing you know, literally the man you're going to marry could be right beside you. You're like, hey, and months go by and you're like, oh, wait, hey. I feel like that and, happened with you and Jacob and with me and Christian. And that's so true. And that's the thing, too. Like, when I was sitting there, like, thinking about it every day. And, like, I didn't have to go around and tell all my family and friends, like, I'm not dating until I get graduate. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't have to have that pressure of everyone being like, oh, well, you said. Yeah. You know, like, I just told Kaylee and I said, look, keep me accountable to this. And, like, I'm going to try to do this. If I mess it up, it's okay. If I yeah. start dating someone, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. But— I want to try this yeah. and I want to like, I want to follow God in this. And like from that day on, it all worked out, but I didn't have to like go around and tell everyone and have that pressure of everyone being like, you, well, you said, you oh, know, yeah, that's but so tough. I just told Kaylee, I said, keep me accountable to this, but if I don't do it, it's okay. Space for grace, yep. you know, but I'm going to try this thing. And like, if it works, it works. I love and it. like, God really did walk me through that. That's so good. Yeah. Bella. That's so good. Y'all, I told y'all, I told y'all, she's 17, but she mighty. Everything in her is just pure gold. If you read in Luke, it talks about how 
there's treasures in our heart. And it talks about how the good person, good treasures come out. The evil person, evil treasures come out. And it's so beautiful because when I talk to people, I always pray a prayer that I would find the gold in their life. And essentially, I'm like, I want to find those treasures. Like, I didn't tell you any question I was going to ask you. I just started asking questions. But I know you're a good person. There's good treasures in your heart. And with every question I ask you, gold came out. And that just shows that you're in the Word, that you love the Lord. You surround yourself with the right people. I've seen your journey of life. It hasn't been perfect, but it's been beautiful. And where you're at, I could not be more proud of you. You're awesome. That was so so good. I love you. All right, fam, literally fam. We just had my little sister Bella on the podcast and she dropped some truth. And did she not only drop truth, but she also hyped up my mom. And now we have my mom on the podcast. Aww, that's so nice. Yeah. You know, we're all about the fam. We're all about the fam. And y'all are part of our extended fam. That's right. So, hey, but mom, as always, we're going to go through some good and bad advice that was sent into the Will That's Good podcast Instagram. So thank you, everyone who sends in your advice because we laugh and we love it. All right. First piece of advice. Now, I don't know quite what this is applied to, but the advice is CYB, which stands for cover your butt. When I recover your butt, I think like modesty, right? But I, it's not no. actually talking about that. It's talking about like cover your butt. Like and, and watch your work. back. W-Y-B. Watch yeah. your back. Yeah. It's kind of a like cynical advice. I feel like it's kind of like things aren't going to be good. So you better watch out, you know? Yeah. So I don't really like to live my life that way. I just yeah. kind of like to live my life and just do the right thing and try to just treat people well and believe that they're going to treat me well. And that maybe that's kind of like a... Pollyanna optimistic view of life, but you know, I feel like it makes life good. No, and then whenever something goes wrong and someone, you know, doesn't treat you right, maybe you're a little bit surprised, but I don't think that's a bad thing to be surprised whenever somebody treats you wrong. I think you should look at people with a positive and trust them until they teach you differently. And then whenever they treat you differently, then you do something different. That's good. But I don't really think you should kind of live your life with the mindset of having to always cover your butt. That's good. Love that. Good advice. All right. The next one. Now, this one also, I feel like it goes so many ways. And I just want you to speak on this because I think people view like being on your phone as a bad thing. But yes, at times it can be, but there's also like good to it too. So they say, always try your best and stay off your phone. I would add to the end of that when you're around other people. Yes. <laughs> because when you're around other people, you need to be present with the people that you're with. And so I think, yeah, there's a ton of good things that come from your phone. Like yesterday, I spent the whole day reading like Ravi Zacharias yep. quotes and yep. listening to podcasts with him because he passed away. And it was just like, I just wanted to remember and yeah. look at all the amazing things he had said and done. And there's so much good stuff out there. But when you're with others, you should be present in the moment. Mm-hmm. So put the phone away when you're in the presence of your friends and fam so that you can actually have a real conversation. So good. And let me tell you, mom really holds you that. If she sees anybody at dinner with their phone, she's like, phone, phone, phone. Like, <laughs> like under the table. Yeah, phone, phone. I try to be subtle about yeah, it so, so not to embarrass them. But I'm like, all right, so funny. give them the look. Yeah, so mom just mentioned Ravi Zacharias, and he just passed away this past week. By the time you're listening, it might be two weeks, but 
We just love Ravi and just his ministry. He is such a good and faithful servant. I so believe he's hearing those words in heaven from our Father. If anybody doesn't know Ravi, I strongly encourage you to go on YouTube, look him up, go to Passion. This year he spoke. I had the honor of speaking the same day as him, so I was able to meet him, and he prayed over Christian and I. Just a solid gentlemen, and not to mention one of the wisest men that has walked the earth, especially in our generation. And I think if you're looking for good advice, then you can definitely find it in Robbie's writings, his words, all of that. Just so much of what he said just comes from a deep like well of wisdom. And I know a lot of people feel that way about him, that the things that he said has changed their lives and changed their eternity. And that's the best thing you can say about somebody. So I think um, it'd be nice to just read read some of his words. Yeah. So we're just going to read one of his quotes. Once again, encourage you to go dive in. We are his temple. We do not turn in a certain direction to pray. We are not bound by having to go into a building so that we can commune with God. There are no unique postures and times and limitations that restrict our access to God. My relationship with God is intimate and personal. The Christian does not go to the temple to worship. The Christian takes the temple with him or her. Jesus lifts us beyond the building and pays the human body the highest compliment by making it his dwelling place, the place where he meets with us. Even today, he would overturn the tables of those who would make it a market for their own lust, greed, and wealth. Ravi's words are so powerful, and he's just encouraging us that we don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to turn a certain direction. You literally are the temple of God. He is dwelling in your heart. So turn inward to Him, and that's where you'll find your place of worship. Oh, that's good. Thank you so much for listening to the Whoa That's Good podcast. I have so much fun doing this. I hope you all have fun listening. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Legit Sadie Rob and follow the podcast at Whoa That's Good Podcast. Head on over to liveoriginal.com to see when I'm in a city near you or visit Live Original blog on our online store, which carries my exclusive Words by Sadie Rob line. Also, be sure to subscribe to my podcast and leave comments so we can hear what you're loving. Also want to give a special shout out to my audio engineer, Marcus DePaula, the whole team at United Talent Agency, and my Live Original team. You guys are awesome, and hey, so are all of you too. Thanks so much for listening.